Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Oh, man, it is a great, great day. There's so many great reasons why today is a great day. We're going to be talking some Hall of Fame, obviously talking 49ers galore, going to preview a little bit of the matchup. But more importantly than all those things, I am here with none other than the great, the legend, Wayne Breezy. How are we doing today, man? I'm doing great, you know. Um... I'm just I'm just so ready and pumped for what this week has to offer. Uh, this weekend, I think, is going to be another great weekend of 49ers football. Uh, I think it's going to be another great weekend for the 49er faithful. Um, and it's going to be a great week for us next week to talk about it. Yeah, it, it's this is we preview like the schedule comes out and you circle like one to two games. And we're right in the midst of that. You know, yeah. you, you handle your business against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. First time in franchise history, you win two in a row in Seattle. Now you got to travel across country and play. Yeah, you got to play the Eagles. Let, let's be real. I, I think the best two teams of football right now. Th- this is we're in the meat. We're in the thick of it, man. We're in the I thick agree. of it. And so I want to say thank you to all the hashtag CCs, all the hashtag BBs. And if you have not subscribed to Wayne's channel yet, what are you doing? Link in the description of this video. Go do that. I'm going to be on his show Friday yes, morning. Sir. We got shout out from the German guy, SF. Is that is that Florian? I know there's more than one German uh, that listens to this, but if that is Florian or whoever, I want to say what's up, Big Pop. Appreciate Big you Pop. guys. Yeah, man. He's he's always around. Great he guy. A killer this weekend. Still he's mad killer. I missed him the first day where he had the chowder and he sends me a picture and, and I'm, oh. on the, I'm i think i was on the airplane like damn <laughs> <laughs> i love it man um and he asked this question this is the poll question um Ooh. of today uh, which i put who should start at right guard versus the eagles spencer burford john Feliciano. now the 49ers had a bonus practice this week mm-hmm. um which is monday usually you take monday off you take tuesday off wednesday's the first practice but because they played thursday they got friday saturday sunday off three days off monday nice light walkthrough and if you want to know how light this walkthrough was trent williams practice <laughs> you're funny he, he didn't practice one wednesday all year he's I out know. here practicing on a monday yeah i'm just saying i, I mean it's it's strictly business and you can tell it's strictly business. Um, and, you know, for <laughs> it's strictly business. I'll yeah. leave it at that. And uh, is Burford totally healthy? Um, if he was healthy enough to practice, I'm going to go with yes. Um, just like Aaron Banks did the previous week. Um, honestly, I want my starting offensive line out there. If that's the question you're asking me, John, Spencer Burford is the starter. I didn't think Feliciano's game was as good as it was on the left side. Um, but it's good to know that he could play left and right. And center. <laughs> and, and, and center. So if if Burford is green light to go, I want my starting offensive line out there against this Eagles D. You want to know what's awesome? Right now the poll, um, 50-50. It's a split between Spencer Burford and John Feliciano right down Respect the middle it. currently. I know it's going to change as this show goes on. But and I'll say this. like Continuity is huge. Burford, I think, is who they want the guy to be. I want some rotation. I think that would be beneficial. I don't want Feliciano to either be the starter or not play at all. Mm-hmm. Man, let's let's every third series, let's get them in there. I, I would like that personally because Burford, and this is what happens with young pups, inconsistency. 
And so you want to check that just a little bit and get a little bit more. Hey, let's step to the sideline. Let's see what they're doing. Let's reevaluate from a different perspective. We saw that last year with Brunskill. I thought that was so good, uh, just the way things went. And if somebody gets red hot, you roll with them. If not, no worries. But I do think Burford's back to healthier. Fully healthy? No. But will he be by this week? I think that he is. Um, I, I really, really do. Now, we've got some personnel moves, which I think is huge. The 49ers activated another one of their rookies, Daryl Luter Jr. He got oh, activated. Man. Now we got the speed demon, Robert Bill Jr., the last day that anybody could activate him, he gets activated. Tell me about Robert Bill Jr. <laughs> he's a speed guy. He's he's can can we say uh what is it NASCAR Talladega Nights? You name it, like whatever race car shake package, and bake, baby, shaking whatever race car package. We thought we saw versions of the NASCAR package at the beginning of the year when we had Drake Jackson out there. Clearly. Um, those guys didn't work, but can you imagine a defensive front with all those guys like Cleveland Farrell, freaking Nick Bosa, Chase Young, and then Robert Beal? Like four edge rushers playing on the front, like somebody's getting on. But again, you're, you'll you'll see it on third and longs. Uh, it's not going to be something that you're going to see like right off the start of the gate. I hope not. But he should be active. He's on the active roster. He should be able to go. Uh, let's see what he can do. And that's what he does, man. He gets to the quarterback. He has one job, and he's good at that one job. He also is great in containment, John. And here's the thing. You're playing a guy like Jalen Hurts, and if Jalen Hurts somehow slips to the outside and he's out there, this guy will be able to chase him down. And so that's something good, right? Um, so I, I like it. I love it. I actually love it. I'm glad that he made the deadline. I'm glad that the Niners decided to say, okay, it's time. They were definitely playing with the time feature. Uh, they knew they were in control of the time, not like me, where I forgot that there was going to be a bill that was going to be reactivated on my account. I thought I could wait till the last day. They took that. They took that junk at 12.01 a.m. They didn't even let me wake up to say I'm canceling it. But the Niners are great at it. They did it. Robert Bill Jr. can add to this defensive front. Yeah, and I think special teams is where you got to start. Somebody that that is that big, that fast, that athletic, just add on to it. You know, they put Odom to IR, torn bicep, second player with a torn bicep, actually. Um, that hurts. Odom was incredible. But now you got Womack back. Now you got Daryl Luter, who's already been clutch on special teams already. You add in Robert Bill Jr., and if somebody does go down that's a defensive edge guy, then he steps up. And so that's huge. And on top of that, um, the 49ers go out and sign Eric Harris, long time. He's long in the tooth. He's 33 years old. Long time special teamer slash DB to the practice squad. So, Wayne, is this just a depth signing? Do we anticipate yeah. seeing him play soon? No. I, I, I think he's the depth, but you might. You They may call up Taylor Hawkins. And then he replaces Taylor Hawkins' depth on the practice squad. And so, you know, you, if you're going to go with an extra safety, you're probably going to want to go with somebody that's been uh, there in the building for the past several years. And so Taylor Hawkins may get the nod up, uh, opposed to some of the DBs that we've been seeing get those nods up. Taylor Hawkins can play special teams. Taylor Hawkins can do those things as well. And with Jair Brown now starting, he'll be getting his second start who I thought played relatively well. A lot of cover three, mm. right? A lot of a lot of him playing back single high and then him just roaming the middle of the field. Like, this is my spot. Don't nobody come to my spot. I saw that a lot on the film, and I'm like, yes. Like, they simplified it for him, and he knew what his assignment was. And I think we talked about how we'll move Gibson to the box, put him back. They did exactly what we talked about on the show, which is really cool. So, um, I think Eric Harris, you know, would be a body for practice squad um, as of right now. Hopefully right. no more injuries to the safety position or no more injuries to the 49ers going forward. Yeah, and, and that's the issue. Like injuries happen in the NFL, stacking injuries, that's where you get in trouble. So you like the Huff injury hurts, but then the Huff plus Odom injury, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's where it's like, ooh. That's where it gets spicy. Now, we're, we're, there's a lot of comments, but one thing I wanted to talk about are any Niner pregame parties. And, uh, Wayne, you're going out. 
yeah. to the game. Um, I'm not going to be there, so no like 49ers rush parties, but I do want to share because I want people to get together always. Saturday night, there's a meet-and-greet party at the Craft Hall on Delaware Avenue. That's from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m., so you can check that out. And then there's a tailgate, all-you-can-eat-and-drink. Um, that's going to be at – man, it's at that awesome lot. It's the 717 Empire Faithful, so if you want to check them out on Facebook, that's the way to do it. I have no association with this, but I want to promote – Anything Niners, anything community, that's who we are. When are you going to be at either one of those? Yeah, more than likely, definitely the tailgate on Sunday. Um, I'm definitely not going to be at that party, no disrespect. But Michigan's playing, so F that party. I'll be watching Michigan in Philadelphia Saturday. Every somewhere. time I watch a Michigan game, I'm like, somewhere there's a <laughs> Wayne Breezy yelling expletives at nobody and everybody at the same time. I, I know it's happening. You know what I mean? It's like I feel it. And so congrats listen, on the win, by the way. Thank you. But listen, it, like I, college college football, it's a little different. It's a little different way you fan. It's a, it's a little different way I, I handle college football because I expect the stuff to make sense in college. And NFL, I know that it doesn't make sense. I get it. I, I, I understand that. That's college, funny. it shouldn't be any of that. That's right. Uh, Devin, want to say shout-out to the man himself. We hung out with him up in Minnesota. Adoption day is tomorrow, John. Let's go. So happy for you and your family. Your kids are incredible. Congratulations. I uh, wish we had more amazing, badass humans like yourself, my friend. Um, so, all right. Let's talk. It's business time. Um, the NFL just announced moments before we went live, 25 semifinalists for the Hall of Fame, for this upcoming Hall of Fame season. The 49ers have three, not one, not two, but three, Ricky Running Waters and Quan Bolden, and probably most importantly, Patrick Willis, um, mm. who is overdue already. Now, for those of you that don't know, we're going to talk a little bit about like who we think the locks are of this class, but here's how the process works. It goes from 25, then cuts down to 15, then cuts down to 10, then five, and then of those five, 50 uh, members vote. If you get an 80% yes vote, then you're in. That's what it is. So you're part of the 15, cut down 10, cut down 5, then you get a yes or no vote. 80% uh, yes vote, you are in. So, Wayne, talk to me about this class. Are it Overall, like I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy. I don't think this is a strong class. Are, are you with me there? Yeah, like uh, a lot of players, great players, but not Hall of Fame players on this list. Uh, great players with great moments like Heinz Wards, um, his moments in the Super Bowl throughout the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eddie George, probably one of the best running backs out of the Ohio State to ever grace the NFL. Uh, power back, big guy. James Harrison, No, there's no one crazier on this list than James Harrison. I was just watching, oh my gosh, how freaking funny is this? I was just watching a real uh ben roethlisberger and coach uh tomlin and roethlisberger says hey man which defense was better the 08 or the or the 010 or however you want to say it 2010 and then he started naming the players on the 2010 defense and i was like good god they hit like none other they did i think they changed the they changed the rules of football from that defense alone you had troy palomalu you had uh James Harrison, <laughs> uh, Ryan Clark, uh, like hitters on that defense. Um, but yeah, Antonio Gates, Julius Peppers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Those names are bolded for a reason. Those will probably be locks. Gates uh, is in. This is his first year. That yeah, in. he's yeah, gonna he's get in. voted in. Uh, probably one of the best 
what top top five tight ends of all time definitely top 10 and his story so like here's the thing that people don't understand. basketball like, player <laughs> you have to have a story you have to and this is why so many okay i'm just gonna be honest so many people like terrell davis get into the hall of fame because they continue after their football playing career and they go into nfl network and the telecast like that gets them in john lynch i put in that category as well i love john lynch but when did he get in Right. It took him a long time. It wasn't until big name with, you know, TV, then a big name with the Niners. Stories. You got to get that little extra boost to to kind of get over the last hurdle. So for me, Antonio Gates is the only lock. Then I go Julius Peppers, Patrick mm. Willis, Reggie Wayne. Those are my next tier that are here. But that there's so many Colts on this list. There's Dwight Freeney. There's. Yeah. Reggie Wayne, there's Robert Mathis, which if I had to pick out of this, I'd go, uh, people are going to get upset at this one. I, I would personally go Reggie Wayne, then Robert Mathis, uh, then I, Dwight Freeney, but they're going to pull from each other. Right. I would go Wayne Freeney Mathis. Okay. That Both would be of us my had Wayne, yeah. And uh, they all did it together. It's and like the I, Smith brothers for the 49ers during the same time, right? There you go. There you it go. was they they worked off of each other. So a couple other names. Let me just go through real quick. Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Tiki Barber, Anquan Bolden. We mentioned Jari Evans, London Fletcher, Dwight Freeney, Antonio Gates, Eddie George, James Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Shanahan built that man's career. Uh, but Andre Johnson was one of my favorite players during that time, just never on any competitive teams. Robert Mathis, Julius Pepper, Steve Smith Sr. That's another one that like, can you tell the story of football without Steve Smith Sr. and what he's doing now with the broadcasting helps him for sure. Right. And you and, and that could be part of the agenda. Like I'm mean, like like I, I you, you guys know I love Patrick Willis and I'm hoping he gets in. I don't think he's gonna get in off of this list. Um but maybe he needs to kind of because his football career did get cut short, maybe he needs to get into the broadcasting or excuse me, something just to see that he's out there still tied to football. Or maybe he doesn't care about the Hall of Fame. At the end of the day, he should be in there. But my favorite thing about him is he has fought for the other. Like, Bryant right. Young does right. not get into the Hall of Fame without Patrick without Willis. Patrick Willis. He right. legitimately told the committee, don't vote for me, vote for Bryant Young. And he did the same thing for Roger Craig, but now Roger Craig has been eliminated from the last one to this one. So now, you, you know, there's no old hats that are in this really before Patrick Willis. Yeah, Ricky Waters was, but All he's right. an eagle. He's a nine. Like, he doesn't – I love Ricky Waters. Let's have some fun. You ready? Let's go. Let's do this. Don't hold All back, right. Wayne. You know All right. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> let's go wide receivers off this list. Uh, Tory Hall, I uh, hope you could write this down. Anquan Bolden, because I'm not going to remember them after I say their names. Steve Smith Jr., um, Hines Ward, Reggie Wayne. Is Devin Hester a damn wide receiver no, or a running back? No, okay. he, kickoff he's neither. He's he, just, yeah, just a returner. Okay, just wanted to make sure. All right, those those are the wide receivers. Did I miss anybody? Uh, none that I am seeing. Uh, just uh, what's it, Anquan Bolden? I said Anquan. Okay, my bad, my bad. So, you know, if I had to pick one of those. Here, here we go. This is a, you. How did you know this is where we were going? Because you're not going to do multiple. And these guys are all going to tear votes from each other. I'm going Reggie Wayne by a landslide. That's crazy, right? So, like, that it has to be Reggie Wayne. Maybe Heinz Ward next? Now, so, okay. here Let's make it. Uh, I didn't want this show to do this, but I fuck, I, I'm sorry. I love this. <laughs> yes! I love this. I love this. Sorry. I, I never cuss on this show. This is like. John Chapman, I'm smiling more than normal. Okay, Anquan Bolden, let's build a resume. Okay. All right. Three-time Pro Bowl, bad. Um, he was offensive rookie of the year, huge. Never huge. made an all-pro. He was never the best one or two at wide receiver, but he was consistently great. He was a Walter Payton man of the year. That is That's huge good. for right. That's huge. That's Super huge. Bowl champ. That's huge. And so, you know, he played for so many good teams, and he was at his best when he first stepped into the league. He had 101 catches and 1,300 yards his rookie year. Dude stepped out and was great. He played till he was 36 and was still great. I love this dude, but I cannot put him ahead of Reggie Wayne. Six Pro Bowls, one Pro Bowl for Reggie Wayne. 
but he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Mm. And then the year after that, he had 960 yards. Year after that, 1,355. Like this dude, Reggie Wayne, 14,000 receiving yards. You know who's the new Reggie Wayne in football right now? Hmm. Go ahead. He's, I, I, he's currently I, playing right now. Is it Cooper Cup? Nope. Who, who are you going to go with? Mike freaking Evans, yo. Yeah. Different styles, but different styles. But as far there. as consistency in the thousand yards, like it's now, definitely there. The thing I will say, Mike Evans is doing it with trash quarterbacks. Reggie <laughs> Wayne did it all with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that. Uh, I, but I that not I mean, does that does that factor in? They don't say. Well, he had Manning. He had Brady. I think he it had... does because these really? are sports writers that vote on that. Okay. Now, all right, let's keep doing that. We're not doing this for every player on here, but no. let's talk Torrey Holt. Seven Pro Bowls, more than the others. One here All Pro, we, one Super go. Bowl on the Hall of Fame team. That's huge. And Torrey Holt, listen to this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight consecutive thousand yard seasons. So how's he not in the pro? How is he not in the Hall of Fame, bro? Um, those were the most inflated offenses, right? Uh, show on turf, greatest show on turf, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but he still produced with Isaac running backs. Bruce, man, was freaking. Yeah, he, he, was he wasn't the even guy. the number one on his own team for I a while. Know. He was the guy. But he and understand this when we're talking, all these guys belong. They all belong, but only five get in. I'm not trying to say any of these guys are not Hall of Famers. That's all I'm saying at all. I don't think Wayne's saying that either. But no, we're we talking about one, two, th- in 2024, there will only be five off this list. Correct. Now, okay, let's go Steve Smith. Five Pro Bowls. Five. That's lower. Two All Pros. That's more. Comeback Player of the Year. That's, that's important. Huge. Dude played 16 years. He ain't had no quarterback either. I don't give what you say. Yeah, that's don't true. Don't you put who's his quarterback? Jack Del Home? Like I like Delome. <laughs> Delome. Like I, I had to make up my own name. Like I don't can't tell you who his quarterbacks quarterback. were. Who was his quarterback when Jake he got Delome. Jake Delome. His and best then, year, Jake Delome was his quarterback. And he told Jake to just throw him the damn ball. He I, did. I feel like he brought the dog to the wide receiver position. And I love that about him. Like personality, all those different things. And I mean, even after he left Carolina, his 35-year-old season still had a thousand yards with yeah, the Baltimore Flacco, Ravens. Right? Yeah. With Flacco. So great, great career. I'm not putting him above those other ones. I like him more because he was small, he was mean, he mighty was mouse. He beat the dog. crap out of everybody. Um, but what I about let's go to Heinz Ward because I gotta see his God, numbers, I miss this, Wayne. I miss this. His numbers aren't going to be a thousands and thousands because there was they Steelers just have receivers, but he was consistent too. Touchdowns Four should have been Pro Bowls, the, so the lowest out of all the of lowest. Them. No All Pros. Ah, see so that's two Super Bowls, and that, he was that, a Super Bowl MVP. That helps. That helps. That helps. That helps a lot. And could you say probably the number one blocking wide receiver? Wide receiver, maybe receiver. Ever, yeah, maybe ever. Played all of his seasons with one team, 1998 to 2011. That helps. The narrative aspect, the numbers, the all pros don't exist. He was never the best at his position, so that's hard for me. All pros are my number one thing whenever I look at Hall of Fame. Are you the best at your that's, position that's, that's during un- your time? Okay, never was. I can I and I and I can I I I can't argue with that, but. He was ahead of his time. He was when it comes to being a wide receiver. He would be the perfect prototypical wide receiver for Kyle Shanahan, bro. He would. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh, like he runs the Debo plays, he, <laughs> and he blocks like Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, and he mean. was a he was a red zone target threat. Like he was a threat in the red zone. I love the fact he finished with exactly 1,000 career receptions and played till he was 35. So longevity check, narrative check, Super Bowl MVP. But if I'm taking one, it's Reggie Wayne at the wide receiver position. It's just Reggie Wayne. I'm doing like, and then the that's so that's one out of out of five. Who else is making this list? Maybe Jahari Evans. No. No, I don't see that. Now, the the two that I liked the most were Julius Peppers oh, Julius and Patrick Peppers. Willis, yeah. which, you know, I looked up their things. And again, like Peppers Willis played for like forever. Yeah. Like, he played nine time Pro Bowl. That's bananas. Three time All Pro. He was an all decade team twice. Oh, yeah, he's in. He, I easy. mean, 
Now, if you look at, he played 18 years, 17 years. Pro Football Reference does a Hall of Fame score. He has a oh. 119, which is eighth all time for any defensive end. God, like, Lord. The dude never won a Super Bowl, though, never on any winning teams. Yeah, so but I think the all pros help. Good the gosh. All-pros help. Now, let's look at Patrick Willis. Seven Pro Bowls. That's pretty remarkable. Five all pros. He's got the most all pros of anybody on this damn list. So then he makes this. He makes this. He makes it. Longevity is the only issue, right? He didn't no, play long. No, it, it can't be. It, it was on the prior list, the prior ballot. Right. And then you look at this back to the pro football reference score. He has a 110.1. So it's oh, a little below. It's a little below Peppers, but it's the eighth highest score ever for a linebacker. Oh, he's yeah. got to get in on this ballot then. There's no competition for him. In the past, it was BY, it was Roger Craig. There's no Niners competition here. Yeah, Bolden, but he's not pulling votes. The wide receivers go to pull votes from each other. What about Ricky Waters? Will he pull votes? I don't think so because I don't. Oh, dude, I don't, Ricky was. I don't think he considers himself to be a 49er. I don't think Anquan Bolden does either, but we talked about him. Do you that's, know? Okay, I'm going to ask this. That's I a Raven. Somebody in the chat knows this. <laughs> does anybody know what team Ricky Waters played the most for? Does anybody know? Do you know, Was, Wayne? Is it the Eagles? No. The team after the Eagles? Yes. What team is that? Don't tell me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Give me a hint. Give me an animal. We, give me a hint. We, it's a bird. <laughs> the Cardinals? Nope. Seahawks? Yes. He Get played four f- years f- with the Seahawks, three with Philly, three with the Niners. The Seahawks? I know. He's played the most games for the Seahawks, too. I can't vote for him. Ugh. Yeah. But he reps the Niners. Like everything about him is Niner this, Niner that. Like, like he's a Niner. Dude, speaking of Niners, Got shout out to my Bowl. man Darren 808. We were hanging out with him in Seattle. He won, I think I don't, I don't remember what you won. He won one of the trivias. Uh, him and it, him and Jen, they're the best from Hawaii. Appreciate the chocolates, by the way. Me and my son went to town on those bad boys. Um, had a blast at the rush party in Seattle. Can't wait to party with you both again. Say hi to the wife and Jen for us. They were the power dynamic couple, man. Awesome. Uh, they were really cool. So the sea um, chickens. There we go. So yeah. So if I look at, you know, I love Ricky Waters. Me too. But his best one, two, three, four, five, six years were not with the Niners. He what? Yes. Yeah. Like he he topped one thousand yards his rookie year with us. Afterwards, he went twelve hundred fourteen, eleven, twelve, twelve, twelve. Not with us. His yeah, best but, years were but not with but, us. But the Niners' offense was different. Like, how yes, many? True. Like, we it, never mind. He You're had right. more receptions with the Eagles. I was getting ready to. Dang. He had more receptions with the Seahawks. Be, because they because he was the weapon. Yeah, he was. So I love Ricky Waters. Like See, Ricky that's Waters, not. Let's go. I I love this man. I feel but, like that's unfair. But, but I got you. But uh, I probably should speak higher because I've tried to work with his agent to get him to come out. <laughs> He's um, a hard man to pin down. I'll tell you that right now. What about Eddie George then on this list? Oh, let's go. With, I uh, would like to reference that Wayne is making the case for an Ohio State player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yo, Eddie George was a bad man, man. Listen, <laughs> that was, that was right. a big mother He's trucker, big bro. 6'3", 235. Four <laughs> Pro Bowls, one All-Pro. Um, he was like the rookie of Todd Gurley before Todd Gurley. Like he was big. He didn't play. He played nine years. Um, or Stephen Jackson. Remember Stephen Jackson? I love Stephen Jackson. I met Stephen Jackson. I remember I was on the BET 106 and Park set. He came on. He was uh, one Ooh, of the hosts. He big dude. He was a big mother trucker, bro. So like, know. if you look at that Pro Football Reference number, he has a 46, oh, yeah, which is 43rd out of Damn. running backs. Like he's. You didn't tell me Ricky Waters' pro score football Ooh. number. I apologize for that. Let me go back. Ricky Waters, his score, um, 64. Oh, so, so he's 30. He's way – yeah, he's down. He's down pretty far. Duke, Fred Taylor. He got, since we're doing running backs, you got to look up Fred Taylor. The One of the best Jaguar players on a bad ever. team. You know? Yeah. But yeah. one Pro Bowl, no All-Pros. Dang. He has no awards. That's because the team sucked, bro. They were terrible. But and, he's got more yards than Ricky Waters and Eddie George. He's got over 11,000. Um, and again, that number 53. So it, like a he's bad number. He's so, not so far. In. It sounds he's like we got, in. we got three. 
Do you think Jared Allen has a shot? Do you think James Harrison has a shot? Harrison uh, does. Jared Allen, five Pro Bowls, four All Pros. I think he's number two on this ooh, whole this, list as far ooh. as All Pros go. So follow um, the All Pros. Yeah, for me personally, that's where I start. Are you the best at your position? He was. Yeah, and he came into the league as a long snapper. I think that's pretty badass. Yeah. Like he was a long snapper, converted guy, and he just kept dominating. So he's a little bit Minnesota of a long Viking, shot. Yeah, Minnesota yeah. Viking. Yeah, so there we go. Anybody All else right. you want to talk about we haven't talked about yet? No, nah, I think I think um I mean you could talk about like oh, this is fun. I'm like the, maybe possibly like, oh let's let's the last one, I promise. Okay. The White Freeney versus Robert Mathis. Oh, see, and that's the thing. You even alluded to it. It's verse. These two guys have the same sports writer making both their cases at the same position on the same team. Mm-hmm. That's difficult. Okay. So mm-hmm. Dwight Freeney, seven Pro Bowls, legit. Three All Pros, legit. One Super Bowl. He's a part of the 2000 All Decade team. Awesome. We look at career sacks, 125. That is check mark, man. He's 86 on his PFFs, P, PFR score, which is 15th. Among okay. defenses. Okay. That's so not Franey's not bad. Not bad. Now who we're going with Robert Mathis. Yeah, we're gonna close out on this. Shout out to uh while you looking that up, smoking niner guy. Oh the video the video is actually out. If you go to my channel and you click on, on my channel, it should pop right up. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Video. Yeah. Oh, that's Kenneth, man. What's up? He was there for the filming of your video. Yeah, uh, it's out, yeah. baby. It's it's been out for about a month now. But go check it out, man. Let me know what you think. Yes. Oh, it was freaking awesome, man. I was in the background, like having a good time watching everybody. I didn't realize you had bartending skills. It would have been cool <laughs> to get a bartending cameo from John Chapman. You know, we always gonna have a good time, man. That's all. You gotta I mean. call you a mixologist from now on. Oh, well, I'm not good at making drinks, but I can get people a little tipsy and I can make people have a good time. Uh I'm not a good mixer. Okay, so Robert Mathis, five Pro Bowls, so, one all pro. Freeney, one Super Bowl champ. So Freeney better. Just like I said at the beginning of the show. Well, he's got Uh-oh. 123 sacks. Did it in less time. Damn. His score, um, if I can scroll correctly, if I'm a smart, 46.6 way down. So, yeah, you are correct. I think Mathis, yeah, I think you're right. Freeney should get in. I think Freeney's from Connecticut, and that, that's what made me, like, really, like, one of them went to Connecticut, one uh, high school in Connecticut. Robert Mathis from Atlanta. So yeah, he he's he's that's yeah. not him. So that that's your guy. Somebody so that's the, some, yeah. that's some fun Hall of Fame talk, man. That was cool. Ooh. Like I felt like like we definitely need to do that more often when those lists come out. That was fun because yeah. it took me back, it took me back down memory lane. You know. Now let me ask you this: When we were started, you said you don't think Patrick Willis gets in. We went through. I had to go through the criteria. I just feel like Niners. You still think no. No, nah, he better get in after after going through what we That's did. That's what I'm talking about. After going through this exercise, now the reason why I said that I don't think he wasn't going to get in had nothing to do with his stats or things like that. It's just the way the cookie crumbles for San Francisco 49er players. It's just like it's for some reason there's too many of them in there, and it's politics as usual. Boom, 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 boom. Always. And I'll say this again: all those guys belong. I'm not sitting here saying 100%. they don't. Like, these are damn good players. Only five get in. Um, but, like, one of the phrases I really like, this is the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Very Good. And Patrick uh, Willis is not in the Hall of Very Good. That MF is in the Hall of Damn Fame. You can't sure. tell the story of football during the 2000s without Patrick Willis. Here's, here's, here's my thing on Patrick Willis. If you are man enough to tell Ray Lewis, nah, Yo ass belong in the Hall of Fame. That's a if good you don't person. know what I'm talking about, Ray was like, come up out that jersey, young fella. And he was like, what, this jersey? I'm still wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, just I'm come good. up out the jersey. Nah, it's it's dirty. It's sweaty. I'll get you a clean one. Patrick Willis told him no, like hey, straight man. up. If I know anything, it's uh, watch out with your jackets and your jerseys around Ray Lewis because bad things happen. That's all I got to say. So uh, anyway. Uh, I, I will rest on that one. Can we transition? Is that okay, Wade? Wade won't look at the camera. <laughs> Wade won't look at the camera. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's all I'm saying. 
Uh, Pete Carroll would do everything he could to sign Ray Lewis right now if he if he had the opportunity. If he had the opportunity. All right, let's go to a this or that. This is where I put Wayne on the hot seat. I'm going to ask him a series of questions. We can get off topic as much as possible, which we're really, really good at. But I want to transition just a little bit more to this game. Let's mm-hmm. talk 49ers versus Eagles. Most important game of the year left on the schedule for sure. All right, here we go. Debo talking trash. AJ Brown talking trash. Ayuk always quiet. He's quiet. They even did their press conference post game together, which was hilarious. They're they're brothers. So just for this game only, who gets more targets, Debo or Ayuk, Wayne? Who do you, if you're the offensive coordinator, you're Kyle, where do you Debo's talk the most? I'm I, I'm going with Debo here. Um I want I want Debo to have the ball in his hand as many times as I can get it in his hands. I think the the one thing that I love about this 49ers team uh and the things that we've been witnessing before our own eyes like you're you're really watching like a baby get to the next level of whatever after baby after infant stage they get into that next level we pass the toddler phase we're on that next level and you can see it maturing right before our eyes and it took uh it took uh some time it took some um some soul searching uh and it took time for players to develop and so I know one thing, Brandon Ayuk will be open on every play. I I will put 10, 5, I'll put whatever I got in my pocket that he will be open on every play. The thing that I'm loving about what Brock Purdy does is he has levels to his vision. And so, like, yeah, I'm looking to get the ball to the open guy, whether it's zone or a man. So the question is, pick your poison. Because like, do, are you going to play man on this team, or are you going to play zone? Because mm. if you play zone, well, then it's going to be Brandon Ayuk, and he's going to find <laughs> spots. If you play man, I'm taking Debo on anybody. Get the ball to Debo underneath and let him enforce his will on these DBs, which I think their secondary is the worst part in their defense, right, next to their linebackers. So, look, I'm going to go with Debo because I feel like Debo's – we haven't seen wide receiver screens in one, two, three, four, five, five weeks. Haven't seen one. We really haven't. I'm um, dead serious. You have not seen one since the game maybe Debo got hurt in Cleveland. I would be surprised if this is one of those games. Brock Purdy, quick throws, boom, boom, boom. And and I'll say this, you know, one of my, <clears throat> I don't want to say favorite things, but you watch the Eagles film, dude, they are risky, risky, risky. Very they much. will bring five consistently. There are holes in the secondary. Their entire MO is, hey, we're going to give up big plays. We don't care. We're going to get some sacks. We're going to hit the quarterback, That and that will happen. We saw what happened last time, obviously. But, man, if you can get that ball out, there are holes to be had. This is not a good secondary. It's a bad one. In fact, what's up, Terror? We got Terror Dome in the house. What's up, man? I love it. I love it. Sonia says, when Brock throws the ball, he says, Ayuk is down there somewhere. But when we want to make a statement, give it to Debo. <laughs> Sonia, she don't miss. I, and she doesn't. And she and that's my miss. point, right? It's like this is not even about force feeding or anything like that. It's just I can see Debo. <laughs> First of all, the history is between Debo and A.J. Brown. So I can see A.J. Brown doing the same damn thing Debo's going to be doing. He's going to Debo's going to go to Brock. He's going to be like, listen, Brock, just give me the rock. And A.J. Brown's going to be like, listen, throw me the damn ball. Like, this is – I'm for this game. It's a regular season game, and anything could happen. Things can be inflated, things like that. This was a playoff game, be a little bit different. Uh, but regular season game, I I like I like the the brotherhood of mm. A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel right now. I, I think I like it. But I don't think Debo respects their secondary, and I'm sure A.J. Brown doesn't respect ours. That's part of the game. Yeah, I think that's huge, too. Uh, shout out to two legends, not only one, Ty and Terror Dome. He says, good show this morning, my guy. Yeah, if you haven't checked out their shows, they do great content. Great They're content. great humans, positive people, Niners people. So go check them out. You can just type in their names that will pull up. You know, Ty Austin, it pulls up. Terror Dome, it should pull up. I'm pretty sure it will. Uh, but I subscribe to both channels, both great people. Uh, go check out those channels. Melissa, I know she got a channel too, man. I freaking love it. The, the, the Niners community, second to none, man. And 
It, it's just all about all of us rising together, which I love. All right, Breezy, next question. More tackles this game. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. It's I. It's weird, right? Because it, it's been Dre Greenlaw consistently until he's been dealing with something. Uh, he led last week. He did lead last week. Um, it's oh, I, I gotta. I don't know. I'm always gonna go with Dre. I'm just always gonna go with Dre in the tackling business. Who, who who's gonna? That's the question. The answer is Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, I think if it's a mobile quarterback, I always lean towards Dre because yeah. that's usually his responsibility much more so, whereas Fred will drop and cover that number three across whenever they do the three-by-one set. That's his thing. But they're kind of tied for tackles, so it depends on where you look. Like if you're on pro football reference, um, what's it called? Fred Warner has more tackles. You go to pro football focus, they're tied for tackles, even though Greenlaw didn't play in a game. Um it, it, it it's a lot, man. Yeah, but Warner gonna go nuts this game, says Peachy. I ain't even mad at that. But I'm betting Dre Greenlaw, and that's who I want. I want Dre Greenlaw versus Jalen Hurts. That's what I want to see. And I understand Jalen Jalen's a beast. I understand squat six hundred pounds. I get all that. Big Papa yeah, but, Green. But none lots. of that matters when you run into a wall, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, look, here's the thing about Trey Greenlaw. He's going to bring it. The only concern. I have about Greenlaw is him over giving it like oh, okay. to where they might call something because they might try to protect the quarterback. So here's the thing. If 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 Hertz breaks out for a run and the containment is poor and Greenlaw has to, you know, get there to clean it up and he's going out of bounds, just don't even tackle him. Mm. Don't tackle on those 15 yards. But if his ass stay on it's the been field, a long time. I know. But I'm and telling he you, has a, he hasn't received one fine this year. I which I got That's you. crazy. My point is might be time for one. My my point is this is the Philadelphia Eagles, and for some reason, they're their Philadelphia refs too. So like but, I'm leaving it at that. So my I point I saw somebody in the chat. I didn't start uh, called them the referee eagles. Re- referee <laughs> I was wondering what that was. Yeah. I, and you know what? Y'all was doing a show with Mike yesterday, John, and I was saying to myself. I didn't get mad until we started talking about the trash talk. And then it just hit me that the Devontae Smith catch wasn't even a catch. Nope. To this day, it won't be a catch if you look at it on the replay. Won't be. Mm. But it is what it is. They got their dub. I ain't going to cry about it. I think that right there, if you want to know, like, the mentality of the San Francisco 49ers, it's a lot different than probably what the mentality of the Philadelphia Eagles are is. Yeah. Real quick, just want to check back in on the poll. This was our question. We kind of answered it earlier. Valenciano or Burford at right guard? You said Burford. I said Burford. 53% of the crowd watching says John Valenciano. Um, so just wanted to put that one up here. Okay, let's go to safety or backup safety. We know who the starters are. Do you think that they call up Taylor Hawkins or Eric Harris this game? Yeah, like, I, I would go with the guy. I mean, it depends. It will. This is a big safety, right? Which means this is a Steve Wilkes guy. I could tell that his influence is set on grabbing Eric, right? It could be him. It could be. He's he's played snaps. He's whatever. But I, I would think that they would go with the guy that has more experience with the system. Uh, that's been in there. That's been waiting for his opportunity. Uh, usually when you're stacked, your opportunity doesn't come until there's some type of an injury. So I'm hoping that they go with Taylor Hawkins, but they did go after and specifically pick one of the biggest safeties that they brought in for a workout. He's huge, man. He's like, he's like Fred Warner, huge. Like he's a big dude. Might be one of the biggest safeties in the NFL. Uh, um, And I'll say this, like Taylor Hawkins has been my guy for two years. Like I've really liked him because he just doesn't make negative plays. Mm -hmm. He's a small try hard. So I like him at safety more than I like Odom. I'm not sure Taylor Hawkins is the guy you want out there on special Special teams teams. a lot. I don't think that's really his thing, but he doesn't have bad tape. And back-to-back preseasons, that dude has consistently good tape. And so I'm not concerned about him giving up big plays, right? So if I'm Steve Wilkes, like, what am I doing, okay? Let's say we have an injury at the safety position. Who goes in? I'd prefer Taylor Hawkins, personally. 
because he yeah. is so consistently right where he needs to be. And I like this question from Al or comment. Jair Brown will play like he's at Penn State. Uh, I love it. Yeah, this is his territory. He's going home. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he's go he's going home uh to where he he did his alma mater in Pennsylvania. Uh a little far from Philly. They out in the country somewhere. But um look, I I thought Jair Brown's first start, I thought it was a success. Yeah. Um I thought it was a huge success. And I don't I I just if he can play Look, in my opinion, the Eagles are similar to what those receivers are in Seattle, just with a way better quarterback. Mm. There we go. There we go. I like that. Um, let's see here. All right. Robert Bill, active or inactive this week? I'm going active. Ooh. Um, it's gonna be interesting because like it's like, damn, like who do we inactivate? Like who who do we not play? Like is it gonna? It can't be. Here's I broke down the snaps, John. So Cleveland Farrell was 19, young and uh, uh, who's the other guy? Young and Farrell. No, Farrell had 19 snaps. Young had 18. Gregory and Randy Gregory had 18. But Randy yeah, not Gregory a lot of was, snaps. Was a liability in the run. I don't know if you saw it, but he yeah. wasn't containing well. That's not. That's not really his jam. Uh, I did see him. He's put a pass rusher around a couple times, which was nice. Yeah. I like that one. I did like that. I think I'm going to go inactive for Bill, but man, I kind of want him out there. I re- one this because would be the game. But he gets all of his teammates right. It's right. all Georgia Bulldogs over exactly. there. Exactly. This would be the game where he can show that he was the one. Put him out there, special teams. Let him get five, just yeah. five to seven off yeah. the edge. Go yeah. get it. Ugh. Let him go get it, and then you get in those third and third and sixteens, third and fifteens, third and twelves. NASCAR package. Bring him in there. Let him just go get the quarterback. Yeah, That's what I yeah. want. It's not going to happen, though. All right, Brock Purdy, over under one and a half touchdown passes. Is this going to oh, be a run heavy? He's, he's getting three touchdowns oh. in this game. Which I got to say, I haven't said this on the show yet. Uh, Wayne, your video, I retweeted as much as I possibly could, predicted <laughs> the score last week. He was sitting next to me. I wasn't paying yeah. attention. I was doing something stupid. Um, he's <laughs> 31 next to 13. To me. Yeah. Nailed it. So uh, it's hard to go against the Rainmaker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of what? rain... There might be a chance of rain. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. Because that makes me a little bit nervous about Brock's performance. And then and then and then it's gonna focus though on all right, are we gonna throw the ball? I, I are we gonna run the ball? And then if they the Eagles know we're gonna run the ball, then they're definitely mm-hmm. gonna stack the box. And so that's gonna make the game not I hope the they do that. Favor. I hope I, they stack the box. But then let Brock throw in the stack box. Yeah. True, true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, look, there was one bad pass for me, or maybe two, in that game from last week. The pass to Debo Samuel was bad, but people keep saying it was tipped, but I didn't really see it get tipped. But if it was tipped, it was tipped. But the second one wasn't tipped. I don't give what anybody says. Bad throw to Christian McCaffrey. That's the easiest route, easiest throw. The pressure wasn't that great on him to make that high of a throw. If he makes that that choice route, it's going for twenty plus yards, bro. Mm. It could be a bunch of those in this game. Is what I'm trying to say. Take advantage of their linebackers. George Kittle should feast. He should he should feast. This should be a George Kittle game. Should feast. He should one hundred percent. Now, Joe, look at this. He says Sunday's my birthday. All I want is a 49er victory. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. They they, they got to bring it home for you. Absolutely. I, I love that. Now, here's another question I got for you. Who, and this one's a little bit of a quiz, okay? So I'm going to give you a couple of options. Who has the highest run-blocking grade of the 49ers wide receivers? I'm going to give you three options, okay? Mm-hmm. So hi, uh, on the season, highest run-blocking grade of Debo, mm-hmm. Jennings, mm-hmm. and Ray-Ray McLeod. One oh, of these got, is the number one. It's got to be Ray-Ray. That is correct. See, Wayne knows his stuff, man. Yeah, it's got to be I was a little Ray shocked Ray. by that. But the, but, but but the, the, just context though. Mm. He doesn't play as much. He doesn't. I I I had his snaps up here, but I mean he. But playing. when he's in there, he's blocking, yo. Like I swear, like when he's in there, he blocks really well. I I don't know something about Jawan Jennings that scares me when he blocks. I feel like it's a hold on every call or legal block or something, and they just don't call it. But they did call yeah. the holding in this game. They called the one. 
the block in the back. I the think block it was, in the it back. And it was like, dude, if the dude's back is turned, just don't touch him. And then on that play, it was like a 15-yard run by Christian McCaffrey, but it had nothing to do with the block. Yeah. It was just like, dude, like, you didn't even, like, <sighs> I want to see the receivers get the body on a body, but if you know that dude is turned, don't even go, go in there. Let him go. Because Christian was cutting and he was ghosts. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'd be nitpicking, and I just finished my my positive and negative plays for the 49ers. <laughs> so I've just... That was good. That was good. Uh, I, I enjoyed that, by the way. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out on his channel, his Patreon. Support yeah. Wayne. Support Wayne. Support Wayne. Support Wayne. Now, support Mosquito John. Killer asked this. Have you guys addressed NFL considering banning the hip tackle? We haven't. We haven't What do you think it. about that, man? Is this the play that got Tony Pollard injured last year? Yeah. yeah. And this is the same tackle that just got um, Mark Andrews injured? Yep. I just, it's, I don't know. It's man. football. You can't hit high, can't hit low, can't wrap up, can't. I, I, I don't, I don't <clears throat> think they should ban anything else in the NFL at this moment. Like, this is defense. You're, you're teaching these players how to tackle this way because they can't tackle this way. They can't tackle this way anymore. They can't hit this way. They can't hit that. Like, at some point, like, what's the point? I'm to the point. I'm Thanos, right? I want balance. And so if you're going to ban this, you got to ban something on the offensive side because you can't like just Like intentional grounding? Or get rid of it? a tush push or something like that. Like, I see what that's you're dangerous as hell. So, like, you can't just make it hard on one side of the ball all the freaking time so like if you do choose to ban this which it does cause a lot of injuries i don't have a problem with that but you got to ban something on the other side yeah and but, like i don't know like at, i don't know if this is two-hand touch football because these yeah. are professional players and you could break your hands real easily um so at, at this point just grab the flags just get the flags no just i don't no want more i don't want it either but they're about to bring that. it to the olympics and make it known worldwide and it might be something that the nfl is if the if i swear <laughs> and i swear <laughs> i offer one <laughs> by the moon and the stars in the sky oh man boy bands are when we were growing up but seriously though john like i don't I, you can't ban the hip tackle I mean, it's just it, what the hip tackle is is when the player comes in, like, and then they drop their weight from and they behind. Bring, from behind and they bring you down, and it's just a bunch of weight. And I get it; it's going to cause injuries, but it's not like it's causing that many injuries. It's a few, and so like as a coach, we used to teach the gator tackles, what we refer to it as. I know it's got like every team calls it their whatever longhorn tackle, right? Wolverine tackle, whatever. It's where you roll behind and you wrap up and you like you literally spin them. Well, with guys like Debo and Mark Andrews and Tony Pollard and these guys that are built to break arm tackles, now what they're teaching, the next uh, like advanced point of that is you wrap up and you don't spin off. You literally use your momentum to sit on the back of their legs. And so that's a direct you know, causation from all the broken tackles. I don't want more rules to make it harder on the defense. I want balance. I want fair play. And I understand that points sell tickets and highlights and all that stuff. But come on, man, to play defense today, you get 5% of your salary. Well, how, do you, how do you tackle tight ends? Yeah, exactly. They're huge. They're huge. So, so the, that means that the tight end market, everybody's going to want to go to college, become a tight end. Yeah. How do you make the tight end position that safe? They're offensive linemen that could catch. Yeah. And some are hybrids where they can line up in the backfield as well, right? So, like, how do you tackle them? Like, like, can you imagine Gronk in this area? Like, they that, that's where the rules changed. Like, it was because of Gronk, and then they, they were like, yo, you could – because he was getting to they, – they were tackling by the legs. Remember they used to teach the safeties yep. to tackle by the legs? They took that out of the game. And I remember Larry Fitzgerald, he was adamant on this. He said, look, don't come at my knees. Hit me in the head. If you get fined, I'll pay it. Because you take out my knee, you're going to ruin my career. career. Yeah. And so, like, the players think one way. They're gladiators. I understand that. You have to take out the head hits. I have no issues with that. No. But now you're creating a tiny strike zone. It's so uh, tiny, it, which needs to be taught from the, infant, the baby stage of football because then they'll grow up doing it. But now you're trying to tell 
That's why I think a lot of these players struggle. Like, when you go back to that list, you look at James Harrison. That's why he struggled so much. The rules was changing. He just, it was a different football for him. And he was out there just headhunting the whole freaking <laughs> career, just killing people. Like, that dude. Yeah. Like, he belonged yeah. playing in the era with Ronnie Lott and him. He was in the wrong era of football. <clears throat> Joe, what exactly is the hip tackle? It's where you roll behind the ball carrier, and then you sit down. You put your hip on the back of the ankles of the ball carrier. So you're wrapping him up at the waist and then you're sitting on the back of his ankles. And if you sit too high, then you snap ankles, you snap fibula, snap tibia, all those different things. And that's what happened. Those what those injuries are. So anyway, let's, let's pull this to a close. Um, This has been a great show and I got to give a shout out to my main man. Um, Aaron Rubin, he reached out to me. He's a big-time listener. I want to say thank you. He's like, you know, during the holidays, just an idea. Can we share some of the information on the Niner charities that are out there? So I want to kind of highlight once a week a Niner's charity. Uh, there's a lot of them. I thought I'd start with CMC. He's championed the Logan Project, which is awesome. Yes. Um, donates, you know, gaming consoles, so video <laughs> game consoles to kids that are long-term care in the hospital. So while they're getting their treatment and things like that, they can play video games, connect with their friends back home and all that stuff. So I, I gave to them this morning. If you want to go check it out, <clears throat> you can just type in the Logan Project. It pulls up. The descri- or the link is in this video. Um, and understand this. When you bring up charities and you, like, encourage other people to give – I understand not everybody has the financial means. That's not what we're asking here. We're just trying to bring awareness. And if you don't have money, don't feel like you need to. A prayer, word of mouth, you have conversation with somebody else. Hey, the Logan Project, something that Christian McCaffrey does, it supports. Um, And there's like hospitals all across the country that they give to. Stanford Children's is one of those. So anyway, we just want to promote some positivity here during the holidays. Not everybody has extra. And if you do have extra financial means, if you don't mind giving 5, 10, whatever dollars, that'd be huge. But if not, that's okay. Support, awareness, all those things. Check that out. Um, Yeah, right. Aaron, he's in-house. Look at this. I didn't even see it. Uh, This is all Aaron's idea, so I want to give props to him. Um, he says, Hey faithful on this giving Tuesday, consider giving to the Niner charities as a thanks for throwing Turkey into the stands at Lumen long wait. Thank you, Aaron, for your generosity and your spirit, man. Uh, and for keeping me checked. I appreciate that. And so this up to the holidays, we're going to keep highlighting some of these. So anyway, check those out. Um, anyway, all right. Talk to me, Wayne, how you feel about this game. And then we're going to get out of here, but overall, I kind of feel like the Niners have a lot of the advantage, right? I just feel confident. Um, like, like not overconfident, but it just seems like the only way the Niners would possibly lose this game is only in two ways. Brock Purdy gets hurt, which I'm not wishing on it, but that be right. the way. Or, or they beat themselves. Like, like, that's how confident I am in this football team. And you can see the confidence, like, oozing each and every player uh from the special teams to ronnie bell like ronnie bell's like dude i'm gonna get i'm getting on tv some way somehow i'm gonna do something and every time he makes a play like every freaking time that was a great special teams play we got the ball back it was a fumble right muff pun we get the ball whatever it was so crazy it happened so fast i probably missed it i'm like what the hell just happened like you know just being there but um the, the, the i i'm confident because they're confident they're 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 oozing it but when you said that we kind of like have the advantage i i think so too and if you if you even if you look at the quarterback position and yes um jalen hurts is probably having he's having an envy he's having an mvp season don't get it twisted uh and he might be the best quarterback in the nfl right now um but i don't get why because i'm watching brock purdy do better things I'm watching Brock Purdy put up better stats. I'm watching Brock Purdy. And don't don't miss me with the, the weapons because they yeah. bought damn even. So look, look, miss- I, right here, I just put up, this is the pass set grade of every uh, offensive line. Guess who's number one? The Eagles. Right. So you mean tell me you're leading the NFL in turnovers almost with the best offensive line and amazing weapons all around you? Brock Come Purdy's on, numbers man. are just better all around with the yeah. worst offensive line. Yeah, it's not even close. Like, you but, can't turn the ball over that much. But but we get the agenda. We understand Brock doesn't have this. I mean, it, it, the NFL can, if they were ready, they could they can definitely use that story. 
going from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl champ, like that would make every kid dream possible. Like it would be it would be more huge than a Disney dream. Cause now you got kids be like, yo, I don't even gotta whatever, whatever, I could go to whatever, just come here. If I can work hard, play right. hard. Bam. Oh. I love it, man. Um Oh, I, I, I was with you. I was with you, man. Uh, Alberto, just want to say, appreciate your message. Uh, go ahead and reach out to me. Uh, let, let's set something up. 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com. I uh, want to make sure you're heard and let's set something up that we can present uh, on a future episode. So let's check that out. Well, this has been a blast Friday morning. Uh, we'll so be two, back. we'll be back on Wayne's channel. You got to check that out in the link in the description of the video tomorrow morning. We got Steph. That's going to be at 8am, which is going to be a blast. So Wayne, Take us out of here, man. This is a fun show today. Faithful, pack your bags. We're going to Philadelphia, and it's time to rip some wings off another set of birds. I'm sure they're going to have more than one eagle there, so we're going to be ripping wings and eating wings and throwing bones out. Spit it, spit it, spit it, spit it. Stay up. Stay faithful. We out. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.